Oh man, don't don't include that. We're I'm gonna not, fall I'm gonna asleep seven minutes into this episode. Oh man, you wouldn't be the first. Da 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 da. Yeah, we do that now. We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul mouth jerk from out of town. Foul mouth? Fuck you, man. Uh, Worth or not, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you are now rocking with the worst. Uh, this is the worst case scenario, as you may have expected. It's no other level of scenario. Uh, I am your host, Falio Iglesias, Elon Muscular, MC Onion, the Rapscallion, Punani DeFranco, the Archduke, the Peshmold, Von Luftballoons, known to the ladies as a pimp named Sugar Cookie. With me, as usual, is Silvery Plath, aka Silvery Hawn. Alicia Silverstone, Woko Ono, Yoni Barra, and uh, the man we cannot do without, Adam Strange, yeah. Tooth Willis, Forrest Gums, the Vice Count, Dirty Finger, Infidel Castro, and that is uh, the cast of the Worst Case Scenario, Chief Amongst the Worst Uh and that's how the pecking order works. Um, so, uh, if you did not join us last week which i highly doubt because this show's fucking magnetic um you are now tuning in to episode two of listener questions uh you might want to go back and listen to episode one just so that there's some kind of continuity and you understand maybe what we're talking about yeah this week's question is what the fuck is that smell coming from behind my couch yeah we don't have the answer for that if it's your couch. For my couch, it's definitely uh, half-eaten dog bones, or as we call them in this house, dog Legos, because you step on them in the dark of the night and break your fucking ankle. Um, so the panda bear had left each of us, recapping the last episode. <laughs> I forgot to do recap on it. This is a to-be-continued. Yeah, we're picking up on a to-be-continued. Do, do we have a skip recap button? Um... <laughs> You can skip intro, too. I know. We so should. Right but uh, anyway, the Panda Bear sent uh, a question for each of the hosts uh, this week. I thought it was going to be Woko Ono's, but we'll go to uh, Pimp Named Sugar Cookie. Why not? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm often good on the fly. Who knows? Maybe I won't be. Um, all right. So my listener question this week goes as follows. Uh, Falio, on the show... I've heard you be critical of both ends of the spectrum between anarchism and totalitarianism. Where on that spectrum do you think an ideal functioning society would be? Trick question. I don't fucking know. Um, no, you know, and, and we can get more into this because, uh, as I would expect, you know, both of you have... You know, enlightened opinions on things. But um, the short answer to that is really that I, I I don't. I'm more of like a curse the darkness kind of person. Whereas uh, the panda bear um, is more of a light a candle 
kind of uh, person. I, I, don't, I don't believe that there's such thing as a enlightened society made of no. of and by humans. And I, I don't, don't think I think if all people were dead and ants were the only thing left, then yeah, then we'd have a highly enlightened society. I don't think ants are very enlightened either. No. They have a very oh. militaristic way of being, as far as think, I've been able to do tell. Do you think they're like unhappy? It's hard for me to say. I don't know what the the I mean, mind. Haven't of you ever seen the the biography of ants with Woody oh, Allen? Woody Allen. Oh, I saw that, that one, was yeah. not but problematic they, they, at they, all. They, they took out the bad guys and they ended up on top at the end. They were all like having a party. Right, but that doesn't they mean you have an generals. enlightened society. That's not an enlightened society. That's what. That's we just all winning. Do, a, that's we? winning a war. I'm talking about like oh, I mean, ants are out there battling. They have more war than we do, but they enjoy it. I mean, how do you know that they, they, they genetically modify? You know, they ge- they genetically to... modify their warriors to fight better. Is that like, true? Oh yeah. Like if, if the other ants are coming, they're like quick, put the chemical on them. We need the guys with the stingers again, and they'll make like ants that kamikaze out and have stingers. Like ants are crazy. Well, there's, that's there's di- like ten tribes of ants on the planet. Like the the tribes get bigger and bigger. So like right now, there's like these three tribes that are battling for all of North and South America. Where are you learning this information? I mean, a lot's YouTube. I'm going to go with, you know, there's, okay. there are a lot of these, like, animated stories of ants. There's, like, one tribe of ants that came in a crate of fruit from South America, like, in the, like, late 1800s that have taken over North America. Like, they are the dominant they, tribe. It literally just sounds like tiny humans. Everything yeah, that you totally. just said is literally just Except us. Except they don't have, they don't, also, they don't with have more legs. Less, pollu- <laughs> less pollution and plastic. And way stronger. And also just as a. Uh, They're as, not that strong, bro. As a. <laughs> Ants, yeah, are I mean, insanely they strong. Are. They, they can, can lift like a hundred times their it's, own it's body like if weight. I could lift cars. Yo, I can squash like a thousand ants in like. I know, but for their size, it's all uh, relative. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, but if, if they, you were to put me and an ant in a ring, I don't think they're that strong. But <laughs> the thing is, is there's like 20 million versus you. You know, like for each human. Like you we, think you could body if, slam if the ants ant? decided to take the planet, we'd be fucked. Where did we'd be done? They could just eat us in in a night. Also, as a parenthetical, I would just like to to point out that last week's question was like, how does Adam Strange delineate between misinformation and get his news sources? He's like, and he's too. like, yo, here's some shit about fucking ants. There's only ten of them on the whole planet in every war. Ten, ten <laughs> major ant tribes. And here's what you yeah, like told me. Uh, no, I'm with it. Like the twelve tribes of of Israel. And that's shit. where it comes, I get that's it. Where it comes from. Jewish they are ant- definitely wait. biblical. They're Jewish ants. Hey, if you ask the um, I think the Hopi, they said that we were, we used to be ants once. During one of the apocalypses, we all became ants and lived underground, and then we came back up and got bodies again. Wow, he really does know a little about everything. A little bit about everything. Frank White. But, uh... Dude, that's what get he's the Hopi doing guy. your own research will do. Frank White is also the king of New York. Yeah, Chris there's a bunch of them. It's a, well, it's, a common, it's a popular name. Uh, I can see why. A lot of white um, guys named Frank. Well, even Biggie Smalls was the black Frank White, so there's black guys named Frank White, too. So. Oh, yeah, Francis. Um, Francis M.H. Uh, anyway, yeah, so... Um, it means French. In some uh, t- intention to kind of answer the question without being overly glib and cowardly, um, I would just say that, no, I don't think that there is any such thing as I, and I also don't think the question was meant like what's the utopian society but like what's the most like best what do I perceive to be the best functioning government model and like I just I haven't met one yet and it's not like I've done tons of extensive research I've not really meaningfully been to college I've taken some fun classes but you know 
Uh, it's the same as this podcast. Like, you know, I'm not an expert. I, I don't I think they teach that in college. Right. I mean, just like they don't teach you, uh, you know, finance in fucking high school, which they should. But, um, you know, it's like even when I have looked up, you know, governmental models, you know, and, you know, like, you know, he mentions totalitarianism and there's different forms of it. But like, you know, most commonly people talk about fascism and, uh during the quarantine of course uh you know i went in some dark rabbit holes as a lot of us did you know i was reading books about like the irish potato famine and the fucking armenian genocide and shit and uh some of that shit led me to try to look up wait like what what is the exact definition of fascism uh part of that because of all that was happening with trump and the uprisings and all the stuff they were doing to quash them and all that stuff and even when you look at definitions or when people try to define fascism which seems like a pretty uh stark cut and dry kind of way of ruling shit even that it's uh it's more nebulous than you would think there are certain kind of through lines to any one of them but uh what i did not know until i was reading about this is uh and maybe you did but uh did you know that the do you know what the first fascist government on earth was no. Well, using the word, you mean, or in what the is style? in what is what is considered fascism? Because I mean, in Mussolini, yes. Italy was the the inventor of the yes. the theory of it politically. Exactly. Whereas other people were do, people to. were doing it. I mean, anywhere. And the whole thing is, it's it's strength. I mean, what it means, the whole idea of it is, a bundle of sticks is harder to break than one. Right. But That's where okay. Even the term so, fascist <clears throat> comes from is like. That was a term for a bundle of sticks, just like the bad, the gay slander. Which is weird, right? Like, we're never going to, we're not going to talk, we're not going to say it directly, but but we know what that is. But the thing about it is, what it really comes down to mean is that, like, if you're strong enough to take over everybody, then fuck them. If they want to take over you, then they're going to have to be stronger than you are. And the whole thing is, just strength makes you right, and we believe we're right, and we're strong enough to kill you. So we are going to be in charge because we're strong enough to take it. Okay, wait. Honestly, no. Silver, you go, because I have I have an explanation, but go. Well, if you have an explanation, then you already know what I'm going to say. I don't. I want to hear your opinion. No, I was just agreeing with uh, with Adam, Adam Strange. But I'll here. say that's the it funny is, thing is okay, he compares so. it to anarchy, because if you ask me, that's what anarchy means. Anarchy doesn't mean there's no rules. It means if you take away all the rules, what that means is the strongest person there gets to make the new rules. Or you have to fight that strong person to make them stop making rules. You have to hope the strong person doesn't make new rules. Survival of the fittest, anarchy, and it was around way before. Anarchy just means warlords. Mussolini. You know, there's no such thing as anarchy. And there's people like you go to Reddit, the anti-work. There's a lot of people out there that preach like we can live in an anarchist. I'm like, there's no fucking thing. Like, if you have an anarchist country, the country next door is going to come kill you all and take your shit because that's how the world works. Right, but the the utopian idea behind yeah. anarchy, as I understand it, which is very little, is not so much that but it is based in what i find to be a more or less naive assumption but like in the it's it's kind of predicated on uh the hope of the innate goodness of humans and therefore self-governance in a very like um uh, Occupy Wall Street kind of way where everyone claps with one hand and then repeats what someone just said and you know, we're all on the same team here so we can trust each other to self-govern but um, but we don't have to repeat the thing the person just said because it's anarchy 
You know, right. So that's the, and it's like you don't have to put the milk away and keep it cold. Right. I Okay. And so my, my problem with the idea of anarchy, and again, very little education on this, and I'm sure there are uh, guests that we could have on this show that could run circles around me on it, but I find it to be a little bit flawed. Like, I like the idea if it would work, but it's, uh, to me, it is a cousin of libertarianism in the sense of, like, it kind of ignores kind of what they call, like, the conditions on the field, which is that people don't really actually act that way. You know, like, the problem I have with libertarianism is that it kind of is predicated on this idea that, oh, we're all on an even playing field and that there isn't structural things to keep certain cultural groups down, like in, like institutional racism, but not just that, that like, oh, like we're like the only a certain amount of people are gonna be rich and it's made that way on purpose and certain white people are made to be kept poor to turn them against black people and brown people to keep them in fighting and da 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 da. You know, it's like libertarianism. Well, and that the rich people don't give a fuck about those people regardless of their, their they're not like, hey, there's some white people over there, get them some money. They're right. like, and I don't give a fuck about those people, make bigger walls and gates. Right, and that it's just, it's, it's predicated on this idea of a level playing field that like, if anyone just works hard enough and is unfettered by government regulation then we can all get there and it's like it's just fucking not true that's not that's not the place that we live and that's what i mean by well, conditions on yeah, the field without rules the right. easiest way to do better in your business is to go fuck your competition up right and, and nobody's stopping you then why wouldn't you right because you can well and then the idea of anarchy would be as i understand it that like no we won't because inherently we are good and we'll make sure that our friends and neighbors have enough and we won't go fuck them up and we'll all like live good every, which every, is also kind of like the idea behind communism of like hey if we all share and make sure everyone has enough then nobody will act like a dick but that's not really how it ever works in real life no because the rule is is if there's money and stuff you can take mm -hmm. then you will that's for the it, majority well, of people it, no if, but but not necessarily that everyone will but that enough people if there's if there's motivation you know what I mean? I mean if then, anybody gets access to a credit card that nobody knows they're spending on from work, they fucking use that credit card. Right. And, and not everybody, not everybody, but like seven right, out of ten. Right, but enough, enough. But that's Every already... county manager we've had in this motherfucker ends up in jail, you know, because they can steal from the county. Mm -hmm. But that's already inside the context of capitalism and yeah. the society that we're in. That's but, not no, but I'm saying related in, to like no, I mean, in anarchy. In communism, I'm saying the way you say it, like, Every communist ruler is is in a Mercedes in a big ass fucking mansion, whereas that makes no sense to communism. Like right. even watching Russian history, mm -hmm. you'll see two or three parts where you're like, why the fuck are that's a lot of marble that motherfucker walking down that hallway? Absolutely. How is that helping the workers? Right, which is the same as like with the church. Like almost every church is led by a fucking very opulent fucking leader. And it's not just and I say I use church just to mean religion, but like most Almost every religion, like motherfuckers are living on an opulent level when they are in charge of that institution. It's, and it's just, it's it's a human component. And it doesn't mean that everyone or even the majority will act that way. But you don't need a majority to act that way for shit to get all fucked I had, up. I bumped into, by mistake, a funny argument about religion when I was arguing with a religious person at work. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, he was basically saying that how he could not comprehend atheism. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, well, I can't comprehend yours. But then we get, we keep going. And I'm like, well, here's this weird thing I just thought of. Now, you and me are more, are really similar in this one way. Now, check it out. I don't believe in any religions. Mm -hmm. And neither do you. Because there's like 5,000 and you only believe in one. So, 
the vast majority of religions you feel the same way I do about. It's just some bullshit somebody made up. It's just one that you believe in. Right. You Whereas think somebody got it right. we together don't believe in five to 10,000, but there's only one that we disagree on. So, like, if you can comprehend that the majority of other people are wrong and that your one belief out of 5,000 is the right one, right. then it should be easy to believe yours might be wrong, too. But I don't think that's a really fair way to interpret people who believe in a religion no. because a lot of people that are religious are spiritual people that understand that other religions are speaking of the exact same reality that they believe in. They just use a different vocabulary. They literally consider it a different vehicle yes. to get to yeah. the place that so, they're going. But a lot of people don't. Like you ask a Catholic, I mean, okay, the Pope, he'd probably be like, yeah, totally. It's all the same shit. You know, pass to the same place, and they, the Pope I, I actually, the, no, the, the popes, Pope, the current, the, the current Pope, Pope Frankie, said that yeah, a lot. Pope Frankie, a lot of, yeah. but but you go into like the South right now, you know, what I'm saying like the religions around us, sure. Are so like, each, they're all going to hell. Each religion has a spectrum, right? Like that goes from yeah. the mystical end to the fundamentalist end. Yeah. So basically, the way you look at it is, if you put a mystic from any tradition at a table with one another, yeah. they're gonna smile and nod, like they're all on the same page. Every mystical tradition meets in the same place, but as soon yeah. as you put a bunch of fundamentalists at a table, who are yeah. dogmatic and in this world and the material realm and this set of rules and this is what we believe in and it's right or wrong, then they're going to do nothing but argue because they don't see yeah. it the same. And every, I think every religion has that spectrum within it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, but there are, um, you know, certain tenets of, say, like Christianity specifically has now and it's still on a spectrum of like the mystics of Christianity would still Absolutely. behave in the way that you're saying. Yes. But there is, you know, scripture that is like, you know, Jesus said, I am the only way. And unless you believe in me, then you can't get to heaven and go fuck yourself. I'm but pretty a mystic sure believes that that's a level of consciousness. Right. That Jesus meant I am a state of consciousness right. and the only way that you can attain right. it is through this no, no, no. state I'm not challenging that Unless at all. You're what I am saying, it, Jesus never Jesus said Jesus never that. said that shit. Nope. Come um, on. No, he didn't at all. Didn't but here's, but here's, I mean, I don't think he hung real, out in the woods but, with know. dudes. But here's my point. They didn't, in not challenging anything you said about mystics, just saying that like in the middle of the spectrum where the average idiot fucking lives um, is just, uh, you know, the regular jack-offs, as I like to say in a more politically correct kind of way, um, is just that some religions in the actual text and scripture are like, yeah, no, fuck all the other ones. That is not cool unless you do this, and you know specifically Christianity's like that. I mean, and Muslim like, is a, a very large part okay. that way too. No, 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 okay. Hold on, like hold on, hold on, hold on. War within right. yourself and your own soul. Y'all gotta Ooh, let me finish. Some. Let me let to me some. finish. Like, let me finish though, because while you are right that uh, Islam is applied that way in a lot of times uh, by a lot of people, yeah. but in in the in the Quran they. Because they are the well, partly because they're the youngest of the three major religions, they actually talk about Moses and Jesus uh, being prophets of Allah and that they are to be respected, they are to be treated as prophets. Yeah. They don't believe that uh, they achieved the level that Muhammad does, who That's is what the Jews direct... believe about Jesus, too, right? It, it, it's it, the yeah, same as, like, right, as but... Christians are supposed to believe to turn the other cheek. Right, not right. John sixteen on right. Your gun. But what I'm saying, hold on. But I'm not talking about how people behave. What I'm talking about is yeah. in the scripture specifically. Out of those three, uh, like, and even though, and this is funny because even though Judaism is way older than Christianity, and Christianity's savior 
is a Jew. Uh, and it, and even though, and, and still Christians will persecute fucking other Jews for not being Christians, which is super fucking weird. But, um, my point is just that in their writings of, uh, like Islam and Judaism, they're like, yeah, these people were prophets and we believe that, you know, they achieved a certain thing and you should treat them as such. It's really, you know, Christianity is like, nope, 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 fuck everybody else. If you don't think this, it's in the scripture. I'm not saying how all the mysticism works and all that. Both are, but like, Because Jesus... Jesus's message was to embrace the other as well. Like, Jesus, yes. But that's the thing. It's, but that's not the only part of the scripture. That's the complicated part. Well, of I know, but well, that's what I'm saying. Many it's more important parts. what one guy, one of Jesus's friends said after he died, even though three of his friends contradicted than what he actually said himself to his believers. Then, well, that's what the term red letter day means. Like if you just read in, there's certain versions of the of the New Testament in which, and I can look, look at this religious studies no, red letter Christians, right but they're not very much. No, but, re, but just red letter actually means like the words of Jesus, yeah. and people use it colloquially now, but they, uh, you know, but that's what it means. And like, if you just took the words of Jesus and like, that's Christianity, that would be fucking rad. I would actually be like, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. But there's so much more to the Bible in both Old and New Testament, that is just not anything that he ever said. Or and like I also like and you know, as I think anyone who regularly listens, and both of you definitely know, I don't believe Jesus was a real person ever lived. But if you, you but even if but even if he wasn't, if it. you just put the and I think that's totally fine. It's just my opinion. And I think it's easily provable and that everyone else is wrong. But I am fine with anyone else's beliefs on that because you know, I guess maybe I'm a bit of an anarchist. There you go, Panda Bear. Uh but that's just a comma. Um, uh, it's just my point originally was just that it is only in the rest of the Bible that they're like, nope, you have to act this way. You have to act that way. And it's literally in their scripture. Um, and that if you just took the red letter shit, Jesus' stuff. Predominantly you're talking about the Old Testament. No, the New Testament really sucks too, other than the things that Jesus said. Like, it's not like the New Testament is like, yo, here's fucking 500 pages of Jesus talking. It's like even most of that. And I've read a way more significant uh, portion of the New Testament than you would think just because I wanted to write that comic book that I talked about a little while back, Jesus Christ, Bad Motherfucker. So I was like trying to read all the actual Jesus stories. And Adult Swim did it. Yeah, and then they did it. And I was like, I don't fucking... And also, I obviously didn't have the motivation to do anything but write raps and draw pictures it's a weird thing is okay theocracy now is saudi arabia not fascist you know like when you think of their what saudi arabia is right now like it's a theocracy that's what they call it because the okay so that's if, if your really... dictator says that god put him there that makes it different than a regular right dictator. but that's it's interesting and, if okay. everybody believes you then it then it's a theocracy if the, if the crowd's like okay. oh, god's cool with it Okay, so no, that brings us back to our original thing that I got uh, sidetracked off of, which are, so if we're going to talk about tenets of fascism, and you are definitely right what you said earlier about the might makes right thing is one of the tenets. And uh, the things that I had read about, like, what defines fascism, um, and again, it was saying that, like, it is a little bit nebulous because, you know, even though we equate, say, Mussolini and Hitler, who were both fascist dictators, 
they were very different in in how they did it but there were certain points of commonality and every fascist government has had just they were bringing down like here's what they had in common one is a might makes right mentality you know um but as that ties into youth and masculinity and 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 how that ties to get together with violence you know what i mean so i i think that that's self-explanatory we're all on the same page here like honestly you could boil it down to like toxic masculinity is basically like the first tenant you know what i mean youth masculinity violence and if i can fuck you up that makes me right you know what i mean and so that's one matching uh, outfits uh are in there they are that is Definitely. a big like if you're starting always. if you're starting a always. fascist movement you have to make sure the kids out there on the streets hey. are dressed the same fashion versus fascism it's i mean you it's know in it's in there it's in the name it's probably should have been called fascism say, one of the big we're... differences with you know hitler and mussolini was basically in this weird way capitalism and socialism and people always you know bring up nazis as a anti, as a reason socialism doesn't work but their socialism wasn't like We'll take care of society. It was like we're going to take care of this small part of society, and then we're going to somehow kill the rest of it, and okay. that's not socialism. So, like, you can't say what Germany was doing was socialism. No, that, it, that it, was... it was selective socialism in a no, way. No, it's not, but it's not socialism at all. The reason that they were called the National Socialist Party was to it was like uh, what we now call Orwellian doublespeak. It was to make people think like, no, we're here for the people. But he was nationalizing. But, Industries. Right, but okay, but it, let me finish because yeah. this is another one of the yeah. tenets that runs through the whole thing. It is a, and this is really actually where the the kind of these ideas collide, of like where people kind of, and I'm not the most educated either, but like where people kind of conf, like conflate communism and fascism, but really on the global scale, these two things combat each other more than anything else but so in in every fascist government what happens is uh the government and uh corporations kind of twist together and uh that the government essentially takes control of these corporations which makes it seem like socialism but it's not so much that they're controlling it they're just deciding like as in like uh, they're not controlling it in the idea that like, oh, now this belongs to the government and therefore the people. Yeah. It means that they decide which uh, corporations succeed and which do not. And those that serve the totalitarian yeah. state are the ones that get benefited with the money. That's why people really, you know, some people anyway, really frown upon, you know, companies like volkswagen or bmw yeah. because they were making you know airplanes and vehicles for the nazi state and then they therefore they get benefited by government contracts which is a lot closer to the kind of system we have now where like right. if you if a company has enough money they can lobby and get favors from the state and then you know companies like kellogg brown and root or fucking uh, halliburton whoever's making javelin missiles right now right and get they get to benefit Power and control. Right. And so, but uh, emerging into, you know, what some people call corporatocracy, where like the state and the high end of the corporations benefit one another. But they, I know that the you're hard pressed to find that non existent in almost everything. In any, it won't any, at least 
capitalist societies, but also, you know, in Russia, it happens too. Exactly. And then, like, Russia, they seized... Is that... Like, oligarchy is you... essentially very similar. Yeah, Absolutely. like, he seized companies that the state owned and then pretty much gave them to people who would be loyal to him, you know, to pay him back. Like, he, the money that went to them should have gone to the tax coffers, too, because the people owned them beforehand. I know Mussolini was whatever... I don't know what companies it was, but mm -hmm. I know that whatever corporations were, like, in Italy at the time were working to overthrow with him like he had companies when he went into it like began his well, day clearly vespa scooters back vespa scooters i'm basing that on no research i'm just saying clearly vespa scooters had uh, definitely strongly backed mussolini i'm pretty Probably. sure when they marched into rome they were on vespa scooters like march is a really liberally thrown around hey, term he here. buzzed they buzzed on by. They were like permission to buzz the tower. Hey, Ciao. Did you know? Side saddle. Who do you who um, do you think had tomatoes on, first? Hold on, real quick, real quick. Let me just finish because there was only basically three major pillars of fascism. It's those two, and uh, it's basically the masculinity might makes right thing, the merging of the state and the corporate, and then the third one was cult of personality. You uh, have one main leader, a Trumpian style a hitler a mussolini a fucking you know every system almost that's the thing though but it's really only like they don't call north korea fascist or do, do they i don't i don't I they just, call it totalitarian when i think of the fascist they countries, call it totalitarian they're all like the white european ones that that happened but i know that like there had that's to be interesting fascists in mean, africa though, like, there yeah. had to be indian fascists at some point trying to make a go for it i don't you know that's what i mean Thai, like a rose by any other name like that i mean every single almost system that you look at mm -hmm. as far as in the developed and, world and yeah. no developing one, world or whatever we want to call it and no one calls putin a fascist whereas right now he just made a law that you can't put news out unless the military okayed it you know like all the laws that happened in the last like five months in russia should make it, him a fascist you know it's a classic fascist territory now there's like you know whole Asian countries those... inside his country that can't rule themselves and it no. definitely it definitely holds pretty true to the three tenets if we are and granted this is just a, a thing that i read uh in, in a few different places i cross-referenced if we're gonna fucking cross-reference the previous uh listener questions episode see what i did there this shit is fucking meta as fuck but um and shout out to meta thanks for yeah. listening oh. um but uh yeah you meant the other meta like, oh, oh man no not that one no your friend your best friendship and um anyway uh yeah i just think that you're absolutely right that as far as if we are defining it and i'm not saying we are i'm just saying what i read defined it by those three basic tenants and then there's all kinds of fun you know add-ons accessories and pieces of flair that you can put onto your own build your own fascist government you know what i mean it's kind of the same conversation, though, about like the mystics and, you know, religion and mm -hmm. the the fundamentalists on the other side is like you can look at all of these governing things. But the minute someone comes into some sense of power and a way of creating the structure for other people, mm -hmm. they seem to have the exact same things in common. It's just that they want to call it by different names and point fingers at each other and demonize the concept mm -hmm. of the other. So you're like, you fucking communist, you fucking fascist. But this capitalist society is doing the exact same thing all the time. Absolutely. It's, it's very... It's and granted, like, you know, we talk about it a lot on this show about, like, how Trump was only, like, the, I don't want to say end result. He was just that stop on the train that, like, 
we've been riding this train for quite some time in America. You know, like Reagan was on some soup. Like if he could have fascist out, he would have. He was also, Reagan was very cult of personality, fucking W, you know, to a lesser extent, but still was pretty cult of personality. Like I think he was less like personally enthusiastic about it and his followers were more that way. But, um, but Reagan and Trump specifically both were very cult of personality, very both... Uh, intrinsically tying the uh corporate and uh government states together you know um and also we're really uh, you know i think that fucking um reagan was a little more iron fist inside the velvet glove kind of version of might makes right but he was definitely about swinging his nuclear missile dick all around the fucking globe you know and now the bushes are weirdly fucking neoliberalistic like if you look into because recently with Russia happening, I just looked up and read the project for the New American Century yeah. and skimmed through it again. And basically, it just says, like, you might not be noticing this, but Russia has enough oil to take over the planet. We're going to have to get some oil, too. So we're mm -hmm. going to take the Middle East. And, like, the whole thing is, like, here's the next 20 years, what, what could happen on the planet. There's some drastic shit that's horrible that we have to do right now to prevent it from happening. Yep. And then that's what they went about doing, which is in no way America first. You know, nothing like... The, the others and in the same time it was to make a new global democratic democratic world which is right. just weird another thing but, I then, think but about no but then, but that's not weird though because we're only it, no, it's I only know. weird if you're thinking about and we talked about this in a previous episode um but like it's only weird if you're defining liberal in the way that we talk yeah. about it in america as as in being synonymous with progressive Democrat, which it's not like the term neoliberal is actually pretty antithetical to that. Yeah, it's it essentially means that the invisible hand of the market is justice. No, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if, well, if we make the most money, then that's the the most moralistic thing we can do. No, and it's an American mind state of like to stop being oppressed, no matter what. You know, like once you get rid of one oppression, mm -hmm. do, do we have to find the next one and get rid of that too. We should. We want to be free. You know, right. that's what we're pushed and taught. Like right now, we will correct somebody for using a wrong pronoun. Where the other countries, they'll just fucking kill you if you say you're gay. You right. Know, like that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. You know, on on this planet, there are it's illegal to be gay in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. You know, like we are not going to stop. Only recently stopped being illegal here. Yeah, and we are not going to stop fighting. You know, like as as you know, or liberals are not going to stop pushing for more. You mean the American freedoms. version of liberals? Yes, yes, some of the American versions but it's, of liberals, right, because but then there's also the fucking... But it's also like, you know, uh, you know, that's the whole, like, Bush family being that is only weird in the sense that, like, they are anti-Trumpers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, even though it doesn't seem so, but, like... You know, there's a reason why W was one of the only people that spoke out you know, on the right against Trump and that, you know, basically Trump had to just character assassinate Jeb the whole out of the race, the whole fucking family, you know, and they're on some old school shit. And, you know, because and, you know, if you're getting down to splitting hairs between like now you're talking about what's the difference between neoliberalism on the global scale versus fascism and what Trump was really whether he was smart enough and aware enough to know it or just like narcissistic enough to like i feel like you could just be ignorant and narcissistic enough to just create fascism yeah right yeah like so 
that just and i don't think any of this really answers the panda bears question but you know here we go well Let's there go. is there, there's no there is no balance i don't know you know like hope for the best you know like i'd say even people that like love america that are, you know like i don't even want to say love america but like older people that are really into america mm. will say like <laughs> it's, i don't have you know old politicians that aren't insane like the newer ones that are still old men but they're new, whatever right they'll say america is the best so far you know like they will say like this this isn't perfect this is not a perfect state right. it's the best so far and i don't know that i you know like i said i've not lived right. everywhere i've recently been like studying europe just because of what's going on now and like learning about all these kings and queens over time and like different countries that existed and didn't and it's just so fucked up like everything about like human history in general is just like ugh. like but when you go to countries where people are genuinely there is like a fundamental sense of joy mm. it's not about all of these other things that have been overlaid and so yeah do i think that this experiment of america is fascinating i do you know this is very interesting like why not why wouldn't we as humans look at that and so sure a lot of the countries you go in there's just this fundamental sense of joy because a lot of these things haven't come to pass there yet or mm -hmm. you know they're kind of working through them but when i was in countries when i was very young and and i remember someone saying like wow you know materially you guys are so rich and like spiritually you're so poor mm. like we feel sorry for you that's what like i remember being told that in nepal like we feel sorry for you and i grew up with this idea that all these people in those types of countries are just dying to come here mm -hmm. that they just want to come where you know the whole yeah. thing and and it wasn't that way at all most of the places that i went if they weren't specifically war-torn countries where people really were refugees or trying to get out or just living in such an impoverished place where the yeah, culture had infiltrated Tibet next door you know like i'm sure there's a lot of happy people there still but like you know well they, i lived in tibetan refugee communities that's where i that's who i lived with and that's who i was talking to and while they were dealing with this thing in china they still didn't look enviably at the united states yeah. right because when you think about that shit, it's like um and this is a question really but it's like how much of the people that do look in different countries that do look enviably at the united states or other supposedly modern industrialized countries are the ones that got invaded colonized and basically stripped of their natural birthrights of like the mineral rights or whatever the fuck it was in their country that maybe they could have been living all right like vietnam or you know what i mean like Vietnam has constantly just been colonialized by other fucking countries. And then it's like, oh, you know, you have a lot of immigrants going to America from these countries that they colonize. And it's like, you know, do you follow what I'm saying here? Yes. Like, and when capitalism like infiltrated other countries in the ways that it did, people, the message was given through propaganda, right? That mm. this is the best way. This is the yeah. better way. Right, it was like communist so, invaded people too. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, saying you know, both. communists were also colonizing. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm yeah. just saying, like, in a very specific circumstance <clears throat> to look at, say, like, you're a woman in a country where, of course, you give birth, you're a mammal, you give birth to your baby, and you breastfeed your baby, right? And then all of a sudden, in your country, they start putting up billboards about formula, 
And then they talk about how much better and stronger and healthier your baby would be with formula. Because look, look at the United States. Look at these things that we want to proclaim as being greater than what you have in your situation. And then they put people, Nestle put people in white coats that so that they would appear as doctors. They were not doctors, but they looked like it because they had a white coat on. And then they would give women formula when they were leaving hospitals that they were forcing women to go give birth in because they told them that it wasn't safe to give birth in the ways that they were then they go there they take the formula they never end up having their milk come in because they're not really nursing their babies and then they run out of that formula and all of it is really just to make money for Nestle and for corporations that are going in and giving them this message and then they go home and don't have that money because that's not the system that they live in and then they're mixing what they can get with dirty water and their babies are getting sick and dying and they still have this concept in their mind that somehow something about that is better. Yeah. And the greed of what that was that infiltrated these countries, I had like this tremendous gift to be in spaces with people at times, 20 some years ago, who were saying, we're not really falling for that. Like, we feel bad for you. You know, like, we know that that's happened, and that's certainly happening in our country as well. But some of us are conscious enough to understand that's yeah. not it. And this is like, you're lost. Yeah. But I just heard this long ass story about this woman who's going all over Africa right now, trying to convince people that that lung cancer comes from the cigarettes they smoke and not witchcraft. And that she basically is like no this is this is my life every time i go in a village i basically have to explain how no they didn't die from witchcraft if you smoke you will die and that now nah, fuck you it's witchcraft same with aids aids is witchcraft and the idea that that can still be believed just as easy as a cigarette ad you know like they're not it's like people will believe all kinds of crazy shit where are their cigarettes coming from um, Africa, Africa has tobacco companies too. It used to be America tried to export to everywhere when we stopped smoking as much here. And China was the first place. And China was like, fuck you, we're going to make our own. And then China made their own cigarettes. China apparently smokes. Like yes, China, they smoke. They, they the, smoke men, indoor, the men, the pre men predominantly, yeah. Where I'm like, what, you can smoke in the buildings? A lot more what? than the women do. Which is just like growing up, I, I never even didn't consider smoking inside. You know, like every house I had up until like I'd say you know, a decade ago had an ashtray in the house. I always smoked in the house. Didn't even think twice. My mom smoked in the house growing up. Like my mom never even, my mom now goes outside and smokes. Yeah, my mom goes outside but and smokes. That's only maybe 10 years old. She would always like open doors and stuff, but yeah, she would smoke inside. No, I remember getting home from school and then being like, oh, thank God. Just just smelling it. Like her, she would light one up and I would smell it in the car and just like calming back down and being like, oh, thank God. And it did it for no. you. And then later I saw some like Saturday Night Live skit where it's like everybody at work smoking and then they leave for the weekend and all the plants like, midday Saturday start shaking. <laughs> and Sunday, they're all the plants in the place are just shaking. And then Monday, they all like, ah, and all the plants go back to normal. It's so intense. I was watching the old cigarette commercials where they were like, you know, your doctor knows that camels are the healthiest cigarette and the best cigarette on the market. And look at your, you know, and they yeah, would. They and my mom was like, oh, yeah. and like, relaxation. doctors would be smoking when you would go in for your appointment. Now, I remember in high school, like when they were talking That's because about. because they trust science. When we were being trained about. To being told cigarettes are bad, it would come up that, well, they do help with digestion. Oh yeah, that was like that uh, would be in the like the cigarette companies were like, just get this one line in, 
just now, one I, line. I seen an old uh, magazine ad from, I want to say the 40s, maybe the 50s, uh, but it was definitely a black and white magazine photograph uh, with uh, an Olympic track runner, and it was an ad for Camel cigarettes. And he was like, it was about how it helps with his digestion and therefore how all the, but like, it was essentially like them being like, Camel Blues, the official cigarette of Olympic track runners. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. It's like when you see, when we were younger, you used to see um, McDonald's would be an official sponsor of the Olympics as well. Yeah, they still are. <clears throat> and you're like, oh. I'm these, sure they what, still actually, are. I think yeah, Subway kind of took most, it over. Right, Gatorade. The most antithetical <laughs> thing to training for the Olympics ever. I was trying to explain to my kids, like, this is the thing about Gatorade. This is the huge, amazing trick that they played along with everybody else. Right. You know, like that's the sports drink. <laughs> I'm just being young once and somebody's like, you know how they made Gatorade? And this could be wrong. It could be true. Someone told me they basically, the Florida Gators, we play yeah. football that's what it's called and they that. would get their piss and their sweat during the game. And then they figured out how to make that. They took, it, well, they took okay. it to a lab and figured out what that was is... in their sweat and piss, and they figured out how to make it so they could okay, drink that's... it again and right, put some sugar in it. That's the conspiracy theory version of it, but it's not. <laughs> it's fake. It, no, no, no. It's in, it's entirely salt and water. It's entirely you know the conspiracy version of something that's rooted in that. But yes, more or less, I think what they analyzed is like what minerals, yeah, and or energy in, producing was, was stuff urine. was. Well, no, more in your sweat. Because what, what are you, you losing you, from your from, body that you need to replenish? That player in, took a dump during the it. game. During the game, right? Like, what does the game take out of you? What do you sweat out? Which is what plants crave, obviously. But uh, but yes, that is the, why the joke is in there in idiocracy, and that's why I was like, it's Bondo. It's what plants crave. It's electrolytes. It's that, and th that does. It comes from Gatorade, and and the truth of it is in what you said. Have you seen all the piss drinkers, though? The people that drink their own pee? <laughs> I've heard about it. I've it's seen... a big thing now. I mean, have you heard about... Um, I've seen the Bindlesmith Family Circus, but you, you that was a different thing. Tucker Carlson's big um, crazy homoerotic special last week. Wait, was... about that they're taking the dick vein out of Snickers bar? No, it was about how um, suntanning, red light oh, no, therapy yeah, yeah. on your Johnson. It, it, this, this guy ball sells tanning. this machine that it stand, you stand up in it like... It's, it's a thing, tanning. and it's got two lights, and it's just like a heavy red light for your balls and your and your underball and your taint. And yeah. like, why is that homoerotic? It's just well, the no, light okay. on your... his the special that he put out was about how men aren't masculine enough anymore, and it was just greased up muscular dudes for an hour on Fox, and just about how men aren't masculine enough, and they need to be more masculine. And what you can do to help is put some red light on your junk. Okay, how do you guys? Tanning. Okay, so it's called ball tanning. Like. Totally seriously though, mm -hmm. because I mean, there's a whole thing with women who like to like sit and make sure that they like s have sunshine on their like vagina there's daily. A whole I mean, that's Instagram a whole thing. That's thing different. About it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like sun in your cooch is a thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. So like maybe you guys are just you know what's good, have you for, ever, good for the goose is good for the gander kind of situation. Have you ever tried? Do you sun your cooch ever or have you? Not daily. I don't. I, but like, like, have you? Have I ever? Yeah. yeah. Have, have I ever you, laid in the sun naked? Right, but for the purposes of being like, I need some sun on the cooch. Man, my head can get yeah, sunburned. Like I assume a that you use that exact terminology. I assume. I, I assume you're like, woo, need some sun on this cooch. Yeah. I've been cooped up too long. Wow, it's almost like I'm listening to myself in a Your mirror. Your inner monologue. Um, but what do you guys think of that whole idea that they feel that men are becoming so much less masculine? Emasculated? Whole... Yeah, like, do you guys feel that? 
like in my person or like like when you look around at men do you feel there's a loss of a sense of masculinity that comes with certain aspects of like the young energy i don't think it's a i think it needed to happen yes of course it is you can't have like if men are controlling society then of course there's going to be that that masculinity but now that that's left like i've always gotten laid more by being effeminate he is so a little bit of my that is true. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been, on, I've been in a band on tour with him, and the way that he would get laid, I used to call it uh, his bashful poetry boy routine, which was not disingenuous. It wasn't really routine. He was just like, he always attracted the chicks that were into the soft-spoken, batting his eyelashes. No, like, I think machismo is bullshit, and we need to get rid of it. I think... Americans have less than they did 20 years ago. Thank God. Like, that's like, there are men wearing dresses at my work right now that it's not even a thing. I will say or he will slash they, your tires. I don't know if they, they actually, um, what's the word? I don't, I don't know if they identify as men or women. I haven't asked them personally, but 10, 20 years ago in a south, a factory in the South, there weren't going to be five guys wearing women's clothing at work without being questioned or fired. And now there totally. are. Totally. Yes. And, and they're, I wouldn't say praised, but that makes you more popular at my work. I think it makes people more popular in certain areas of the country. Yeah, you could get beat. Asheville, any, Asheville you know, would be one. A very short drive from Absolutely. here, you could get right. beat. Tennessee, Absolutely. You I'm would saying in very specific places, and, Asheville being one okay, of them. Okay, but so to answer your original question in the way that he just answered it for himself, I will say that um, even though I, I have been identified by um, uh, more than one woman as hyper masculine and that was not complimentary in the way that they meant it i have never um identified with masculinity in any external kind of way where like someone else acts in a masculine and i'm like yeah this masculine motherfucker right here like yeah that's what we need in here more more testosterone you know what i mean but like you do when you look at the world there I, are things that you see right that we know manifested from right that like, energy i'm not yes. saying from a man yeah. but from right, that but, energy that we right. do need yes i, I no 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 I, I no no i, I think no, no a- I, I completely yes i see where you're coming from like definitely um i do to a certain level believe in like there's an old Seinfeld bit where he talks about like yo <laughs> like you know so much of technology and monuments and all these things is the reason why monuments and rocket ships are built to look like dicks because it's just dudes tr- like suffering from you know not being able to create human life and no. trying to impress women to get like that's what masculinity is I think that's is. such a negative connotation though there's also such a the thing about it to me and this, again this isn't about men versus women at all this is mm. about masculine versus feminine energy and that masculine energy is very projecting right mm-hmm. it's very dynamic and projecting so it's building bridges and can be it's productive building, yeah yes it's, it's bridges and rocket huge ships things. That's what it's I'm providing saying. so very much it's it's teaching but that's actually, what i mean it's like it's, the idea that that's gendered is not it's right it's not gendered in the way of a person no, it's not. each of us has those inside but, of us all of us have them. but what tucker carlson was talking about was gendered he wasn't saying, he was saying that in women men, need to be more masculine, too. He was saying men need to tell women what to do, and women need to shut up and do it. No, I that's agree. Exact, I'm not that's getting what... on board with fucking Tucker Carlson. No, I know. But I am saying that I do hear certain men 
who I have spoken with that are explaining their feeling, which is, I don't want the feminine aspects of myself. I want to understand them and be in touch with them because I'm trying to move away from some sort of toxic masculinity. Right. I want to be masculine But I toxic, don't right? want it to be eclipsed by. I don't yeah. want the feminine aspects of myself to become so revered as being more important, more prominent, that I lose this other sense of myself mm -hmm. and then we are at a different imbalance than we're at right now. So right. where I do feel that like, Yes, women are kind of have been put into a, a situation now, whether that was because of, you know, feminism or the outcome of certain aspects of culture or simply the evolution of humanity as gender becomes whatever. But we are right. We know that that's an aspect of it is that women's masculine side is well, it's the whole thing I don't like is like, like be a better man, like be a fucking good human in general. Like the idea that I would say being a good man. If, you, if you're a husband and, and a father is doing some fucking housework. I know somebody listening right now is like, For ha sure. ha, motherfucker, you do some more dishes. But, you know, I try. I Dude, don't do I, enough. Do, I do but dishes the idea like a that, like, I always doing, have. I've never felt a masturbator like, about it. How but many fathers don't, aren't fathers? You know, aren't with their children and raising 100%. them? And, like, I would say that's not considered masculine to spend a lot of time with the children. But I would say that's considered being a good man. No, I, you're a no, father being one. Yeah, but a lot of people... I, a lot I, of people, I don't think, I don't think and, anybody... And I know, no, I disagree. I'd say Tucker Carlson, what brought this up, would say masculinity means you tell your wife to take care of the fucking kids. No, that's because not that's true. her job. And if you, right, don't, and if you okay. don't believe me, let me get the Bible okay. and show you where it okay, says well, this hold is a real on, but thing. I don't think anybody that any of the I'd say many, many, many Americans... Hold on, right, but I don't think any of... Anyone that the three of us would give a fuck about their opinion would think that masculinity means not taking care of children that you have created. And I think that all masculinity of us would agree, like, even I, if you masculinity did, means fucking everybody you can fuck because you're a man. No, that, that's that, not it also what it does. Means. It does to no, some people. No, it doesn't. Okay, but to getting some pussy, people. Getting pussy, is it masculine? That's... Machismo? Getting all I don't think so I don't believe that. Okay. I feel like I feel a little bit sad for you as a man that you associate masculinity with things that are really abhorrent and horrifying. I think of masculinity is toxic. I don't. In general. Right, but that's toxic masculinity specifically. Yeah. and that's why you could it's also prefaced. have a toxic femininity. God, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it specifically. No, what, so, what's the good masculine stuff? Okay. Okay. Can I? No, please. No, have at it. I, I honestly am. This not is it. a way that this was described to me just simply because you mentioned child rearing. Mm -hmm. Okay. The way that it was explained to me when I was a very young mother was um, something that in the moment seemed really simple and throughout the life of me raising boys by myself has been something super hyper profound to me, which is when you see people with a carrier with a baby carrier right um feminine females whatever however you want to do it will tend to have the baby facing in right because it's a nurturing it's a protection protection it's a receptive energy right our literally our reproductive system is receptive so we're internal in certain ways and i also have a masculine side so i had to learn this about myself and understand men will tend to what carry the baby facing out i did right? both most men tend to yeah. put the baby facing out because they are projecting and they are there to teach the baby about the outside world when femininity is to teach the baby about the inside world now again this isn't about men and women i have to have both most of us have to have both and we have to find those parts of ourselves but the part of me that is 
projecting, projecting, and uh, providing independence and lessons and stuff is absolutely parenting in a masculine way. It's the most love. It's it's setting your child up for all of these things in the world and preparing them for the world. That's hyper masculine, and it's fucking beautiful. But how is it? And not we all feminine? want that. Like women wouldn't prepare their children for the outside world. I'm saying again, this isn't about men and women. This is about the energy of masculinity and femininity in yeah, each I know, of but us. It's, it's the idea that of it's hard to separate paternal and maternal from men and women. It shouldn't be, but it is to my in my mind. Right. I can't but, separate but, right, the ideas but, of maternal. Okay, it's on. the same thing. You can't right, say masculine no, and feminine on, have nothing to do with men and women. Them, you're assigning them merit values. And what she's saying, uh, no, I didn't, if I, I didn't. hold on, no, you're, but like, you're like, oh, I'm saying, how is it masculine? That's not okay. saying it's one's better than the other. I'm just what, saying how. Okay. What, and correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't want to speak for you. I want a mansplain masculinity to you. <laughs> don't want to mask explain. Uh, but the idea that the baby in the carrier on the parent's chest would face forward. Oh, I heard all that. Right. I'm saying how is it masculine is or feminine? Because what makes the, the difference? Yo, who do you, who do you... receiving versus projecting, right? And so each of us finds that balance within ourselves. I'm just saying that inherently masculine energy of projection, there are so many incredible qualities about it that for me, hearing you guys say that it has now taken on this place where like the idea of toxic masculinity has, has eclipsed the benefits of like the of most beautiful aspects of masculinity that are so important and huge. It's where daddy issues come from. It's where all these religions are praying for some big daddy in the sky. That's whatever. It's because there's this like longing for some aspect of embracing that concept that we feel that we are losing and have lost. And why can't we honor that and understand that when there was an imbalance that happened in the world and the toxic masculinity came over and now we have this patriarchy. I just think it's sad for me if we lose the aspects of it that are just so incredible and have created all of us. Yeah, I know. I just, I guess what I'm saying is I've, it's hard for me to, to take the gender out of it. The idea of the words masculine and feminine to me mm -hmm. just in my mind have always meant of female of male right but you, you know? keep talking about it like that masculinity is inherently negative and if that was if that was actually i'm, what I'm, it, I'm not saying it's okay, negative but, at the moment i'm saying either one of them i just think of them as all right but let me just say gendered what, right but what i'm right they are gendered masculine feminine yeah the energy means certain things like yes projecting outwards that's why dicks do what they do they shoot semen after they've penetrated the vessel which is the ma the feminine you know what i mean like it's like it's a whole line of thought but like masculinity if it was inherently a bad thing you wouldn't have to put the adjective the modifier in front of it to say toxic yeah. if it was inherently toxic so like there is definitely positive masculinity like no, as you're know, saying just, the builder of bridges the fixer of cars you know what i mean well, and like a, the, the penetrator why in a positive that, why are we gendering the that? consent it's like it makes I can it, do it even those into my mind that it, part of myself it's like light and dark it's like the sun and the moon these aren't one isn't better than the other we need both we need to have yeah. the sun come up every no, day totally. we need to have the moon I just the moon like, changes every single day right like, like femininity I, I, I is much more fluid and give love and I don't think it's I'm get 
I'm getting in touch with my female side. I'm part of myself. It's just me. It doesn't have to it gender it. Mean that there's like if this I'm protecting somebody, I'm not all of a sudden you. manly. You know, I'm I'm just protecting because that's what a... I want to do as a human. I don't see why we're separating them. You know, like, and I see. I just well, don't. Well, because you're literally think, not. Sometimes that's literally there's two what things. I'm saying is that there's aspects of each of us. There's our dark side and our light well, side. I, then I don't think we're losing anything bad right now. I think we're chiseling off the hard corners of masculinity as a society to make it into a better thing. Awesome. I wasn't that implying that you were supposed to feel that way. No. I was genuinely curious because I understand that. It's for say, me as a woman who has like a lot of aspects of myself like that I have had to come to terms with that are my masculine sides and be like, okay, and where do I want to embrace this? And where is this so much? And, you know, just those things in myself. When I see that happening, I'm like, whoa, let's just be careful not to demonize anything like the darkness, like certain people, like certain anything. When we get to a place where we're vilifying it in, in its own natural inherent way of existing, that to me is so much scarier. Let's talk about the parts of something that yeah. we want to shift or the imbalance. Yeah, like my, my but first not masculinity. My, my first it's fucking awesome. Embracements of like my first <laughs> encounter of masculinity to me <laughs> would be bullies beating me up. You know, like I didn't have men. I grew up with all women. The first men I right, met were the we boys were, at school and the teachers. And they were assholes. So right, like but I, yo, think so about I that though. Hold on, but think exactly about that. Even like men. Hold on, hold on. Let me, you know, hold on. Let me get in here. Let me get friends. in here because I had a very similar experience. And why did we have that? Because you and I were fucking latchkey kids, sons of single mothers. Well, and and so hold thing. on, hold the on. First, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm agreeing with you. All right, but what I'm saying is that we were the product of single mothers, and so our first fucking. Uh, encounter of quote-unquote masculinity is the other products of probably single mothers as well doing the toxic version of the shit where they kick you off your bike for not wearing a helmet and call you a faggot and beat the shit out of you you know and then you're like wait what does this have to do what you know what I mean and so you experience that as like that's what's tough that's what's masculine because we didn't have a fucking father teaching us the right way to do shit like hey this is how you wear your bike helmet and if anybody comes up here and tries to kick you off your bike here's how you punch him in the fucking face mistried and fuck them yeah. you know what i mean and just like and also you know what i mean like it's just it's a generation of and you're right i shouldn't have spoke over it because you were agreeing and you know that we were the first not the first but the first large generation large like we're a whole generation where, yeah and then and like now, out of all of our friends, how many no. did you have like growing up that actually had a father in the house? Yeah, no, it, and and say there were a lot, but you know we are nowadays. I didn't. There's so I many. Tons. I didn't know a lot. There's so many more now. Like nowadays, you're not a little boy. It's it's, it's you know, all your friends also have divorced <laughs> parents. So it's today it's 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 accepted. It's not even a thing. Like your parents are divorced, big deal. Like, but it was a thing. Like people would ask me why I don't have a dad, you know, and be confused about it. But I had a lot of friends with dads, you yeah. know. I had okay so growing up if I was to t say take my like 12 closest friends uh when I was in say elementary school age most of them were same friends all the way up through like high school or whatever but like out of like say the 10 or 12 that were like my tight homies I literally had one friend whose actual birth father was still in the home and I had one who had a stepfather in the home and another one who had their mother's boyfriend live there but did not have like a you know 
fatherly relationship. But they, they, you know, they weren't at odds or anything. But so even if you're going to count the two, you know, quasi stepfathers or whatever, um, out of like 12 people, a third or less, only one had their actual father in the house and you know i'm not from some super grimy background you know working class for sure but like you would think that more than that would have but you know i think it's what you're saying earlier is that like we are from not like we're the first people to experience it but the first where it's a widespread yeah. generational phenomenon like the kids that were born in the Early to late seventies, grew up in the eighties, like came contraception of age in the nineties. You know, birth control into women working, divorce, yeah, feminism, yeah. the rise. But I also, yes, but like just to be succinct, like not that feminism is. Now, granted, it's not the effect, but it's also not the cause. You know what I mean? Of like, you know, because like. Of people feeling like they can divorce someone and walk away and do okay on their own, and it's not something where they're well, think about the dependent this, this, financially this, on someone else. No, but like, okay, go ahead. Just money. Think about like in the fifties and sixties that Correct. one man's job Correct. could have all three of the people living in a house eating. Correct. Where that's not a thing. So like nowadays, if that that same job you're both working. She might be making more than you now, and most likely not, because that's right. how the world works, but it goes both ways. And so, like, the power dynamic is not where the woman has to have that man if she wants to eat that's anymore. A, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, and that's... Yeah. And, and, that and you're right. What I'm of feminism. Right, but what I'm saying <laughs> is that it's not women clamoring for... And I know that you weren't saying this, but I'm saying it's not women fighting for their rights that make this generation of men abscond from their responsibilities you know what i mean like these dudes fucking you know bounced out on their fucking human responsibilities for their own fucking reasons and think about feminism and the pill okay because the pill is a product of a major pharmaceutical corporation that was advertised to americans as mm -hmm. a consumer product to make money but it's society. So sociologically changed America. Like mm -hmm. the fucking sexual country, revolution. You, you go into shit, the history yeah. of country music and there's a moment where one song, because I'm on the pill, like changed the dynamics of the South for a moment. Is that a real song? Oh, yeah. I forget who it was. Um, somebody huge wrote a song. Like, now, can you I, tell now me I'm, more of the lyrics? I'll can you sing it? it? I can look it up. Now, I'll, now sing I'll, it. I'll look it up. You yeah, guys now I'm about. on the pill, but I want, it wasn't Patsy Coast. It was somebody big. I, it might be Loretta Lynn. It was somebody. Patsy Klein or Loretta no, she Lynn, died. But. It was somebody big, but that song came out, and then the whole South lost their minds about the pill is Satan and divorce. And then when they <laughs> were like, oh, wait, you can do what now? I don't have to be pregnant for the, the next 10 years? Because like, people were, you know, like chicks, some people were like, they were having a baby when the baby came out. Right, they didn't know it was that Loretta they could just Lynn, be giving the themselves abortions. Yeah, no, it was a big one. So that, the, it's like the Harper Valley PTA. Since the beginning is her of time. other song. It's like one song about how, like, yeah, I'm fucking what? I'm divorced now, motherfucker. And the song was about a woman who going to the PTA meetings. All the other women would give her dirty looks because she was divorced. Yeah, it's like bad but moms. It, but it was a would song you, about being divorced and out in like, public. Would either of you like to hear the lyrics? Yeah, read the lyrics. Does it say Silver? song? Yeah. Okay. You whined and dined me when I was your girl. Promised I'd be your wife. You'd show me the world. But all I've seen was this old world. Oh, wait. 
but all I've seen of this old world is a bed and a doctor bill. I'm tearing down your brooder house because now I've got the pill. Oh, because she had an abortion. Oh. No. no. She doesn't have to get pregnant anymore. It, it the bed and the doctor bill wasn't the abortion that happened before the pill? No, are it was you, all the, the babies. RU486. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to I plug Saturday. Like Tennessee abortions happened. I'm just here to plug it. They, no. were, they were on back rooms. There was plug, I get it. After all these years, wait, all these years I've stayed at home while you had all your fun. And every year that's gone by, Another baby's come. Spelled tastefully C-O-M-E. Uh, there's gonna be some changes made right here on Nursery Hill. You've set this chicken your last time. Because now I'm on the pill. I'm not sure. I'm not a farmer. Um, this old maternity... <laughs> this old maternity dress I've got is going in the garbage. I feel like that's pretty wasteful. garbage. You know, this old man, this old maternity dress I've like, got, like a muma, is going in the garbage. The clothes I'm wearing from now on won't take up. This is clever. Won't take up so much yardage. Oh, I thought she was gonna say closet. <laughs> I love it. That's yardage really good. Garbage, Hold on, mini skirts, hot pants, <laughs> and a and a few little fancy frills. Yeah, I'm making up for all those years since I wasn't I got on the pill. The pill. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, there is Aww. literally two whole more verses, but I think we get it. The Red Lynn is uh, bad, motherfucker. Like she that is, and, killed her she career. is, that and like I have all career. this like sweet um, like affinity for some of those ladies. It's not my genre of music, clearly, mm. that I tend to listen to, but I do know that all of it was happening simultaneously across. All spheres of our existences. The masculine and the feminine. Indeed. Or something like that. I don't know. Indeed. I just I, or like the uh the anarchist and the totalitarian. It's really kind of the same debate, don't we think? If one were to rope a joke which is the, all the way. Which is the masculine and which no. is the feminine. I, I feel think like we the, know. I think we know. The totalitarian <laughs> I think we know. Well, if the, and the pill is feminine, then its reverse would be Viagra. And I wonder what societal changes oh, Viagra has God has brought damn. that we'll see in like thirty years. Viagra is fascism. Do, you, do we think old people had more babies? Because Wait, of it? is it Viagra? Like Viagra fa- is fasc- totalitarianism. Because yes, Alec Baldwin I'm... is still making babies right now. Birth Fascialis. He's at like twelve. Birth control pills are yeah the anarchy. Also, um, yeah, at home abortion, side attack, anarchy, and there's like yeah, there's a dude. Um, on my kid's baseball team, that's the dad of a bunch of kids, and I thought he was the grandfather forever, and it's just Ooh. like, I'm just catching on. Ooh. And in fact, he's the father, and I'm like, wow, just like keeping it going. But I think that that's true, and also they have made it um, a, f- a felony in North Carolina to even tell someone how to procure an abortion. In North Carolina? You can't tell someone for years now. That's you can't tell issue. someone how to procure if, an illegal abortion. Like, it's a how felony. How can that not be a first what amendment issue? You were on. You were walking down the road. And I'm they, committing a felony right on, now. Set attack, Mc, ladies. You're on McDowell and you're walking, <laughs> and somebody's like, "Hey, excuse me, where's Planned Parenthood?" And you're like, "Oh, right up there on the right." You'd be like, "Turn around, and cuff them." 
No. That's the first effeminate issue. That's illegal abortion. Uh, it's, oh, okay. it's, a, it's a felony to tell them how to procure uh, an illegal abortion. Uh, one outside of their realm of control of like, where they like photocopy your ID and get all of your information and know that you did it. It's like they very got, creepy. Nirvana wrote a song about it. I'm just going to tell you, like, having abortions Nirvana. is super creepy uh, and it's not because of like necessarily the process. Penny royalty. Don't yeah. do it. It's I mean, kind of. It's, you know, there's a lot of ways, but... Um, as really the person who should have just been allowed to speak on most of this episode the whole time, uh, do you have anything for the closer? I mean, I feel it like... It wasn't my question. I, I know, I closed yeah. on... You can't I, shirk your responsibilities. No, I think I fucking tied it together beautifully. You did, I, was I know. Like, oh, we fucking. just kept it going and we really ruined your, like, final exclamation point. That's it's fine. I, you know what we I mean? You guys lose my but clothes. Adam Strange does that every time. So. No, no, every time. He oh, never every lets... Every time. He, he never lets me close when I see the, the bow. Word. Let me just say this. As Elon long Musk. as... As long as... Okay. As long as we're... Like, have you ever noticed how Don't get me started. I will see. I, it's what I call seeing the bow, and I'm like, oh my god, the whole fucking episode started here. And when I see the carousel come around, I'm like, oh, if I just pull this joke down right now, it ends where it started. You're absolutely right. Adam Strange never lets me, and I and I will point it out. We're like, oh, here's the bow. Here's I'm pulling the bow down. Like, oh, he You're never like, lets me. Well, and on me. that note, and, and he's just he's got like, no, I got one more. I got one more. I'll there tell is. you, there's one listener that I'm feeling for right now because I would bike. imagine that this isn't the only situation that happens in. No, so. no. My friend, all. lady, no, you I don't, that's you don't a lot. Want. Arguing with me is just stupid. It's just it, horrible. Just, I don't even try to. You're do it. kidding. I just try to leave when an argument starts. I'm like, we don't. Nobody needs this. Except, really? except I've for, never seen it. The pre- okay. Except for we, you know, it's a dumb idea. Except for that, it's predicated a 12 year fucking show. Yeah, we're recording, <laughs> so I, I can't just leave. Well, no, you you can't. You're like leave that's it just up. a marriage and a child and a family. This is the freaking podcast. <laughs> I imagine I can that, walk out on that shit all day, but not this. No, I imagine that uh, there's a woman somewhere who also refers to him as the man we can't do without. <laughs> oh, we love you. That must feel good. I love you. Oh, yeah. You know, but also wow. she's like, that's that's why I always set up the recording equipment before we argue. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Strange. All right. Recording um, when you are argue. That's a shout out I, to Amber Heard. Oh, to Amber Heard. <laughs> Amber, you heard? Oh. Did, you, did you hear about Black China objecting yeah. to her own question? No, it wasn't Black China. It was the attorney. Yeah, her lawyer yeah, her asked attorney. the question yeah. to her oh. and then objected to it in the middle of the answer. Oh, mm-hmm. I've only watched it a thousand times because it's the funniest thing I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, and yeah. the judge was like, was your question yeah and he was like oh oh and also he was stymied the attorney was stymied when he when the judge was like that was your question he was like oh um i'm um, um, moving on uh, and he Depp was, so, was just laughing yeah. and his attorney was like shh, shh, shh. you could see he was like shut the fuck up but he can't help himself you would have to laugh at her fucking defense all day long they are a comedy no especially of when, errors. like you record yourself like if you're gonna like try to be a reality TV person and your whole idea is I'm gonna record every single thing I do. You have to remember that everything you do has been recorded. You can't be like I didn't hold no gun to nobody's head, except that one time I held a gun to his head. I was kidding then. I didn't choke him with a. I think her with personality disorder does okay, not allow her to understand. I did choke him with the charger. She doesn't really hear how she sounds on those because of her personality you disorder. See, okay, her name is China Black, and her mom is is was it Tokyo something? It's like Tokyo Kai. Like her mom was like. China Black. China Black. She, that's her name, I guess. Her. Yeah, but up. I didn't. I, but her mom is Tokyo. She's in. 
She's in the tribe? Yeah, like what? I know who I that is. Tokyo like, Black was related to Kardashians. Me too. Like she's this married is, yeah. to one of the guys no, no, no. or something. Yeah, no. China Black or Black whatever it is. Black she China. was she was with Rob Kardashian. She had a show right. called Rob in China. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then she tried to she held a gun to Rob's head in a in a fucking right, but what is, a Facebook Live message or okay. something. And then so he kicks her out, and then the Kardashians go to E, and they're like, "Yo, cancel her show. We don't want that fucking bitch oh, having anything to do with us." You combined these two. You combined Amber, from Amber Heard. Yeah, and I switched from Amber Heard to Black. They're both going on at the same time. It's high celebrity. Oh, I thought you meant that, that she was, was a part of the confusing. trial. No, no, Black yeah, China is her much. own thing. But Black because China's mom is is named Tokyo something, and I'm wondering if the grandma is like Korea something or is Vietnam. Elon Musk involved in that trial as well. I'm sure he has also, something to do with it. The ACLU. Oh, yeah. are we, how much? I mean, if we're gonna make this no, like an done. hour and a half go. long we episode, we do we are we out of time? Because yeah, yeah, so can I just the ACLU? No, they, she didn't rob. She, she didn't just, rob them. She didn't They're in cahoots. They, oh no, well, no, they wrote the fucking. They wrote the letter for her. Yeah, but they were supposed to get another point one point five million. Yeah, but they it. put on Twitter that she had donated the money. They were supposed to get more than that. Yep. No, she she pledged three point five, but they said she paid it. They fucking wrote the op-ed for her. In they her have voice. In her voice. That's the important part. How can we make it Johnny Editing without saying forth, it's Johnny? Yeah. I'm having nightmares about this. How do we get the largest viewership? They got the Washington Post. They're all stoked yeah. on it. And then they release it two days after Aquaman because they, she's an ambassador. Right. And they got and they Dude. got the Washington Post to fucking agree to drop the op-ed right as the Aquaman movie that she was in was dropping to get the maximum impact. So not just the fucking not just Amber Heard and the ACLU, which is mind-boggling, but also the Washington Post. They're all and in to cahoots. Sit there and see her on talk shows being like, "I didn't take anything. I donated in past tense." Mm. Three and a half million to this children's hospital and three and a half million to the ACLU. And let me explain what the ACLU is. And she sits there with her weird face and she talks all about what they do as if she has already donated this money. And the only other people that gave any money in her name, Johnny Depp, 100,000 and Elon Elon Musk. Musk. But it was yeah. it wasn't even like it was her money though it was her divorce settlement from Johnny from Depp Johnny that she had that, said that's what she that was going to do so he said but just the, I will pay a hundred thousand to you because no, she said that's where it's going the, I'm going to do it because he's not stupid even the payoff she and made fucking out of shit. was his money you know like it wasn't even like she used her Aquaman money to to pay them off to write her fucking hit piece she used his money to write a piece against him right but hold on but if I may underline yeah. she didn't write that. Writers yeah. from the ACLU. Yeah, I just said she paid right, them to write it. Right. I'm just saying, though. I just want to yeah. understand. I'll say they believed her. I just want to underline this. They believed her. I- I'm sure they did, but still. Enough. Even, hold on. Even if you believe it enough and you think your employers are going to get $3.5 million, which, hold on, let me finish, is just to say that I generally speaking believe in the cause of the american civil liberties union you know what i mean and so i would imagine if you are someone who is on staff for the aclu you probably are a big believer in it but like if you are someone who writes articles op-eds blah blah blah, whatever but like your ghost writing under the guise of i am i'm an abused woman and I'm writing this op-ed for the Washington Post, and then you're doing all that shit, it's like, dude, 
No, you are you, you are the fucking like she is the Drake no, of domestic you, abuse. If you yeah. believed, the fuck out of here. No, if you believed that it was true, mm-hmm. and you believed that this person was an ambassador for women—that's the word that they use for women who are abused—and you feel that this occurred, and you're trying to help someone who is not a writer write an op-ed who is also going to be the poster child for this cause that is absolutely real hyper prevalent and overwhelming yeah. right we know all yes. of that's true all of it's true but when we see the emails where the people involved in that process are saying things like do you think this is okay i'm having nightmares we know from that language mm-hmm. that you knew something about it was wasn't fucked. what you were settling yeah. there's nothing wrong with someone trying to help someone write an article if they are truly the victim of mm-hmm. any kind of situation that makes them a vulnerable person which mm-hmm. is what the aclu is here to protect right that's not the problem but wherein lies the problem is you lied and said she donated money she didn't donate you did you outright said mm-hmm. thank you so much for this donation that she never made and you timed it and made it very kind of sleazy feeling. For publicity purposes. And then you purposes. wrote emails, including the fact that you felt that level of discomfort, that you're having nightmares, asking, is it okay? How do we say it's him without saying it's him? What's this going to do to him? But whatever. And putting your agenda above the life of another person. That, to me, is where it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. Not in helping her write it. And, no, no. I but, mean, no. that's... But you know, in, in horn, But in helping her write it, in that it is a quid pro quo, for your organization to get multi-millions of dollars oh, yeah. at the expense of this person where if you're having nightmares about it, that means to my mind absolutely that you don't fucking believe it yourself. No. And if you're a ghost, you don't. there's one thing about like if she wrote it and it's her life experience and you're like a writer and she's not and you're like... Let me help you with what you wrote to make it more succinct, make it fit into the format of an op-ed or something like that. But when you put the pen game down just as a ghostwriter, four millions of dollars of benefit to other people and at the expense that you use move like Hollywood premieres to do that for, every part of that is so amoral that yeah of course you had nightmares dickhead what you're doing is fucking egregious and to me like in the moments of sort of like shock and awe or like where you draw the breath when you're watching and they were reading that email and it was like i'm having nightmares i was like that to me was far more damning about something that was such a greater issue brought in this trial Mm -hmm. than fucking johnny depp reading or his her attorney reading to him his text which p.s don't ever do that if you're an attorney you make the person read the text out loud so it's in their voice yeah not really good in the courtroom but he reads it and so he keeps saying that i read that and when he's like is the whore that i donated my jizz to you know for a few years you know whatever like or like his the rotting corpse or he did the other shit like that to me is fucking hilarious like are you serious this was all written after she already did all this shit you're trying to act like it's indicative of him being abusive that's after this ship has sailed bro she already ruined his life and we all talk like that you know what ship sailed i would be fucking burned alive if people read my text messages The, the ship that sailed was the black pearl and you know what that's what he used to call the jizz that he put into that corpse of amber heard i have now tied the bow for the second time don't anybody say shit don't say shit 
on behalf of Adam Strange, aka Tooth Willis, uh, and Silvery Platt, aka Silvery Hon. Uh, I am your host, MC Onion, the Rap Scallion, Felony Iglesias, Pluto Franco, the sub over drug pusher, Elon Muscular, but not in that kind of way. Uh, you have been rocking with the worst. Because uh, two wrongs to make it right, but three wrongs definitely make it worst. So this has been the worst case scenario. And uh, good night, Panda Bear. Sweet dreams. Whenever you listen to this, have a notebook handy and make notes as we go along.